Chapter 10, Part 8 of Guide to the Study of the Christian Religion. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tony Richardson. Guide to the Study of the Christian Religion, edited by Gerald Bernie Smith. Chapter 10, Part 8 Practical Theology. 8. The Psychology of Religion. 1. The Relation of the Psychology of Religion to Practical Theology. Practical theology is concerned with the principles and methods by which religious life and work are developed, especially through the institution of the church. But religion is a human experience. It is a phase of human consciousness. Its principles and methods cannot be discussed without constant reference to psychological considerations. Our study of the sermon, evangelism, pastoral care, hymnology, and liturgies has again and again required reference to the psychology of religious experience. And the subject of religious education goes necessarily hand in hand with this science. In the university, the subject of the psychology of religion is naturally organized in the department of philosophy or of psychology. In the divinity school, it may come to have an independent status, although there is not as yet any seminary with a chair so named. The intimate relation between the two fields of work has in more than one case put the psychology of religion with practical theology. Without laying undue emphasis upon this relation, a brief statement of the subject may be appropriate here. 2. The history of the science. This branch of study strictly considered is of very recent origin. Some articles in the American Journal of Psychology were early essays in this field. Such were Daniel's The New Life, A Study in Regeneration, 6, 1895, pages 61 through 103. Luba, Studies in the Psychology of Religious Phenomena, 7, 1896, pages 309 to 385. In 1899 appeared Starbuck's more comprehensive and elaborate work, the Psychology of Religion, New York, Scribner, 1899. This was mainly a study of the phenomena of conversion by means of the questionnaire, while it had of necessity the uncertainties involved in that method of investigation. It had an important part in awakening an interest in the possibilities of a critical study of religious experience. The following year appeared The Spiritual Life by Coe, New York, Revelle, 1900. This book, though not based on numerous cases, discussed more critically and thoroughly the principles of conversion and of religious feeling, reaching conclusions very similar to those of Starbuck. In the same year in England, Granger published The Soul of the Christian, New York, Macmillan, 1900. 
a theoretical psychological study of conversion visions and voices love ritual prophecy and theology there followed in 1902 the really great and ingenious gifford lectures by william james on varieties of religious experience new york longmans green and company 1902 unlike his predecessors james based his investigation on the biographies of many noted religious persons of the past endeavoring from the standpoint of psychology to interpret those experiences that had been so often regarded as unique and inexplicable james made much use of the theory of the subconscious which has since been seriously questioned in 1905 davenport made a valuable contribution in primitive traits in religious revivals new york macmillan 1905 a keen study of those phenomena from the social as well as the psychological point of view g stanley hall who had made wide investigations by the questionnaire method founded in 1904 the journal of religious psychology and education since 1912 the journal of religious psychology and has printed numerous essays in this field the short-lived zeitschrift fear religion psychology published by bristler and holly should also be noted the work of mericia in France on the pathological phases of religious experience, of Delacroix and others on mysticism, of Flournoy on the psychology of inspiration, of Henry Bois on religious feeling, and Frommel on conversion made contributions to the science. Harold Bigby's practical observations of remarkable cases of conversion which he has given us in Twice Born Men, New York, Revelle, 1909, Other Sheep, New York, George H. Duran and Company, 1912, Souls in Action, New York, George H. Duran and Company, 1911, etc., are important data for the psychologist. Pratt's Psychology of Religious Belief, New York, Macmillan, 1905, was an attempt to explain scientifically the belief attitude. Ames's Psychology of Religious Experience, Boston, Houghton Mifflin Company, 1910, is the best statement of the social theory of the development of religion, while Stratton has criticized this view in the psychology of the religious life london allen 1911 in germany the work in the psychology of religion has not been clearly differentiated from that in the history of religion and in the psychology of religion the number of workers in the field of psychology of religion is rapidly increasing and in the last few years a large amount of material has appeared in the form of articles in scientific journals as well as in books three definition and scope in distinction from metaphysics the psychology of religion does not concern itself with the objective truth of religious beliefs it has nothing to do with ontology 
it is not concerned to establish the objective validity of any faith or right or even of religion itself these considerations belong to theology proper or to metaphysics religion as we actually find it is a part of human experience beliefs feelings activities of religion just because they appear as states of consciousness lend themselves to scientific observation classification and explanation pratt gives the following description of the task of the religious psychologist having recollected his facts the psychologist will proceed as other scientists proceed with their data that is to say he will work his facts and note the general relations between them thus seeking a systematic and general description of the various facts in the religious consciousness whenever possible he will explain these facts by subsuming them under the laws of general psychology that is to say he will proceed on the assumption that for the purposes of science religious facts are not different in kind from other psychic facts thus he will seek to build up a scientific view of the religious life interpreting and explaining it by itself and by the known facts and laws of the human mind irving king makes the important suggestion that in the psychology of religion one must not take for granted the concepts of religionists and use them on the same level with psychological terms relation to the history of religion luba distinguishes the psychology of religion from the history of religion on the ground that the former deals with the contents of consciousness impulses desires representations ideas volitions whereas the latter finds its data in the deeds of men and chiefly in the social resultants of the activities of individuals the two however are very intimately related phylogenetic and ontogenetic problems many of the problems of the psychology of religion are anthropological such as the origin of religion in the race the rise of religious rites and ceremonies the forms of beliefs superstitions etc and even those that seem definitely individual such as the rise of religious consciousness the stages of religious development the place of feeling will and ideas in religious consciousness and such phenomena as conversion sanctification prayer faith revivals worship inspiration prophecy mysticism all run back to anthropological considerations while however this intimate relationship exists the problems that are distinctly psychological are those which concern the religious consciousness as we know it the psychology of religion journal of religious psychology five page three eighty six four methods a consideration of the means by which the psychology of religion accumulates its facts is of prime importance as upon this its validity depends four methods may be distinguished as having been employed by investigators the introspective method 
this is the ordinary method in the science of mental life in general which religious psychology may properly make use of it may indeed be questioned whether a man to whom the religious experience is personally foreign if such there be is capable of making a proper estimate of the phenomena of religious consciousness the best example of this method is granger the soul of a christian the biographical method this includes studies of biographies autobiographies letters and other spontaneous expressions of religious persons it has the value of course of widening the range of observation james made use of this method in his varieties of religious experience the questionnaire method this consists in collecting answers to definite questions from a large number of persons its value depends upon the skill with which the questions are framed with reference to securing the actual facts the range of the investigation the willingness and ability of the persons questioned to give adequate answers and the skill of the investigator in the classification and interpretation of the answers its weakness is that the most suggestible persons usually answer the questions that there is no means of checking the accuracy of the answers and that very few persons are competent to give information regarding their own subjective life an illustration of this method is starbuck's psychology of religion the comparative or objective method the study of the relatively objective experiences of social religion furnished by history anthropology the sacred literature of various peoples furnishes data of high scientific accuracy this method is employed by irving king in the development of religion and largely by ames in his psychology of religious experience other available methods besides the foregoing which have commonly been employed there are other possible methods of approaching the subject the accurate and continued observation of a few individuals in their religious development should yield important results this statistical method has to a certain extent been employed by all writers on the subject but there is a large field before it in the study of the efficiency of the directed efforts toward religious development how far the method of experimental psychology may be available is open to question george e dawson has reported briefly an attempt in this direction in the journal of religious psychology volume two nineteen thirteen pages fifty through fifty eight five problems of psychology of religion definition of religion the simple question what is religion is one of the most difficult and baffling to answer scientifically the philosophy of religion has long been engaged upon a definition and has produced about a hundred forms right and a psychological definition of religion american journal of theology volume 16 1912 page 385 suggests that these are of three types one 
those having the general qualities of Hoffding's conservation of values. 2. Those insisting on the supernatural agency. 3. Those giving chief importance to the feeling element. Evidently, there is another distinction from the standpoint of the psychologist, namely, whether religion arises as the product of social organization or has an instinctive basis in the nature of man. Ames and King represent the former point of view, James, Coe, and Stratton, the latter. The Religious Experience of Childhood On the basis of genetic psychology, we are to ask, what is the nature of the religious in child consciousness? What is the criterion of religious sentiment in the child? What relation does it hold to other phases of child life? Different answers to these questions are suggested by the authors above cited. Those who conceive of religion as a social phenomenon consider that it belongs almost wholly to adolescence childhood religion being objective, external, ritualistic, imitative, those who find an indistinctive basis for religion in the individual would credit children with the possibility of a genuine, if simple, religious experience. Much further study of individual children needs to be made. The Religious Experience of Youth the most definite contribution that the psychology of religion has made is its recognition of the character of adolescent religion. The studies in Starbuck and Co., and also those of G. Stanley Hall, have shown that conversion is really a natural phenomenon of adolescence based on the growing and expanding of the personal self. Its connection with the rise of the sex consciousness is very interesting, as is also its relation to the initiation ceremonies at puberty among primitive peoples. Some have gone so far as to consider religion itself as an outgrowth of sex feeling. The religious experience of the youth is so largely conditioned by adult preconception and prescriptions that there is still much opportunity for the study of its normal character. Conversion. Distinction ought to be made between the religious awakening of youth, which at its best is probably a process of evaluation and idealization, and that more vital crisis which James describes as the unifying of the divided self. The latter is generally the result of a long tension which finally yields to the relaxation of peace sex and religion the question of the differences in the religious experiences of boys and girls and of men and women is a very interesting and important one most of the discussions on the subject rather superficially state that the female is subjective introspective sentimental concerned with religion as a matter of personal feeling and with reference to future bliss while the male is objective, rational, concerned with religion as a matter of conduct in this present world. It is said that our hymns and our churches are feminine, and that therefore women greatly outnumber men in them. 
Perhaps all this is more true of the past than of the present, and much of it may belong to the hereditary treatment which women have received rather than to their psychological constitution. At all events, it is becoming increasingly difficult to consider women in the categories thus laid down. They insist upon intellectualizing their religion and demanding outlets of religious activity, and they are prominent in reform and in philanthropy. Hall, Starbuck, Hazlitt, and Co. have attempted to make these six distinctions in religious experience but it is questionable whether we yet know very much about the matter. Most of the careful studies in adolescence have been made with boys. It is to be hoped that more will be done in the study of girls. Prayer The psychology of religion has nothing to do with the objective efficacy of prayer, nor with the question of the reality of the being to whom prayer is addressed. This belongs to philosophy, not to psychology, and at last to faith, not to science. Psychologically, prayer is a resultant experience in attitude and in language of the awakened religious consciousness. It satisfies a psychological need. It has a definite subjective justification. The mental states of peace, exultation, and resolution which issue upon the exercise of prayer are due to the release of conscious tension. The demonstration of the Christian scientist is, of course, psychologically of the same nature. Revivals It is definitely recognized that there is a psychology of the crowd which is different from that of the individual. Such a book as Le Bon's The Crowd, London, Unwin, 1903, presents this fact with great clearness, though one is not obliged to accept his somewhat cynical view of democracy. The revival is a crowd phenomenon. Davenport's careful study of primitive traits in religious revivals, New York, Macmillan, 1905, indicates the essential character of these movements in that loss of normal inhibitions and that development of this sympathetic like-mindedness which explain many of the extraordinary results. So far from the feeling that these studies minimize the appreciation of the divine power in saving men, many earnest people think that they ought to enable us to understand the laws which are involved in such movements so that we may conserve the good results and eliminate the dangers on the basis of such conceptions a healthy evangelism may well be developed worship feeling is predominant in primitive religion and historically, worship developed as a means of securing effective results. The sacrifice, prayer, dance, feasts, fasts, whatever may have been their supposedly objective value, derived their real significance from their manifestly subjective quality. The place of feeling in modern religion is an important question, and in connection therewith, the part that symbolism and ritual ceremonies may play 
and stimulating it. While there are probably two types of mind, one type being aided by the introduction of outward symbols and ceremonies and the other hindered by it, it is equally true that no one is likely to be independent of the influence of concrete images and sense stimulations. One may be unaffected by the sacrament but powerfully stirred by religious music. Worship is significant to religion in four ways. One, consciousness is controlled and directed into religious paths. Two, there is a collective suggestibility. Three, the motor expressions of a feeling through ritual tend to a continuance of the emotion and may help toward making it of motor influence in conduct. And four, the assumption of the bodily posture connected with any feeling tends to produce or to strengthen the feeling. This subject, together with the special significance of music, has been discussed in connection with the study of liturgies, inspiration, and prophecy. Faith believes in a revealing God. Psychology can only concern itself with the way in which the experience of that revelation appears in consciousness. The message which is received is usually a body of ideas suggested to the mind by the current state of affairs. It is, in other words, a subconscious inference from situations. It involves highly intellectual processes of judgment, imagination, and reasoning. Kaplan says, Revelation is a sudden mysterious awareness of an inflow of thought, an inundation of spirit, an awakening of mind, seemingly from unaccountable subconscious sources, and therefore believed to be through supernatural agency. The prophet really delivered a rational message although it may often have seemed to him to be other than his own. The vitally important matter for modern religion is that the rational character of the message shall be understood so that the modern recipient may realize his own responsibility of rational interpretation. An objective message from deity must be obeyed without thought or question. The inspired message through a man must be evaluated in human experience. So may the psychology of religion help our faith. Mysticism. Mysticism as an experience subject to psychological investigation is a consciousness of immediate union with the infinite. The emotional element always predominates and the fundamental quality of the emotionalism is love. Mystic experiences are of many kinds and are much dependent upon individual temperament. The absorption of the mind in one dominant idea and the excess of undifferentiated emotion which generally accompanies it may easily result in abnormality and mental disease. Yet all forms of religious experience contain some element of mysticism, and all the great saints have been mystics. In the practical religion that is so much desiderated by many for modern times, 
it is of great moment to inquire what place will be found for the mystic element that has characterized the supreme religious spirits of the past. Ethnic Aspects of Religious Consciousness The history of religion is concerned with the comparative study of the objective facts. The psychology of religion may undertake to discover the actual differences in the religious experience of persons of different races. Does the Japanese youth have an evaluated experience with reference to the sun god that is comparable with the religious awakening of the Christian youth? If not, does the difference lie in the intellectual content of the religion or in any ethnic quality of mind? Evidently, if missionary education is to be carried on scientifically, much remains to be done in this field. Conclusion The foregoing are some of the more important problems which it is the task of the developing science of the psychology of religion to investigate. There are many others, for every phase of religion has its psychological aspect. As above indicated, the employment of the results of these studies in practical religious work is the task of religious education. End of chapter 10, part 8.